Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or anything that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Well, today, I'm going to talk about the damaging effects of chronic stress, and then the techniques we can do frequently to retrain our nervous system so we aren't so stressed. It may be one of the most important things you can learn. Most importantly, then, I am going to show you alternatives to merely medicating and putting a bandage over the problems. We're going after root cause. Finally, I'm going to tell you about many ancient, proven herbs, adaptogens that help us manage stress. We've all survived a really bad year. Not as bad as World War I or World War II or the Depression, but for those of us baby boomers, it was unheard of to have something affect the entire world. And it was unfairly much harder on some than others, but I'm going to give you some strategies and some herbals that can help you fight the nervous exhaustion that you may be feeling so you can get back to feeling like yourself. We need tools to get stronger than ever because we don't know what the future brings. The healthier you are, the better you're going to fare, no matter what comes your way. Healthier people do better, no matter what. Heaven forbid you would be in an accident, but healthier, fitter people are always going to do better. I have a new great quote from a 99-year-old customer. He says, I want to die healthy. What a great goal. Health is his hobby, and I can't think of a better hobby. He is more fit than most 45-year-olds I know, mentally sharper than most 35-year-olds I know. This guy is my new role model. Eat right, think right, move right. I mean, he's just got it all going. Love it. 99. And his blood work, gosh, I mean, it, it would make anybody happy. You know, back to stress. I used to think stress didn't cause disease. It just made whatever you had worse. I was so wrong. Chronic, long-term stress causes such hormonal imbalances. I'm talking you know, all those things that those stress hormones are causing in the body on a cellular level that they can cause many of our most common disease. And that isn't good. Chronic stress, toxic stress can be a killer. In fact, chronic stress is the leading cause of illness and disease in the United States. We are talking heart disease, depression, anxiety, high blood pressure, insomnia, and maybe even cancer because of the insidious effects it has on the immune system. Unfortunately, we are reacting and treating our stress wrong. The common response to stress-related illness is just to medicate with over-the-counter or prescription drugs instead of helping the body react healthfully. Drugs for this, drugs for that. Not correcting the problem and perhaps creating more from the side effects. Don't get me wrong, sometimes drugs can be life-saving, but they're not correcting the chronic problems. And, you know, we're talking about what humans have used historically because we've had a lot of stress over the span of humanity. And how are we going to now scientifically use 
proven things that can protect us from the chronic effects, the toxic effects of chronic stress. So first of all, just to learn a little bit about our nervous system that's dealing with all this. The autonomic nervous system controls automatic responses so we don't have to think about things. First, you've got the fight or flight. They call it the sympathetic. Imagine running shoes. And then we've got the resting and digesting. Call that the parasympathetic. Imagine house slippers. So you've got the running shoes and you've got the house slippers. We need both to keep us alive. When we get stuck in the fight or flight mode, the running shoes, it causes problems. Stress has been with humans from the beginning. It's part of life. That stress response has helped us survive. We were designed to be alert for things in the environment that could be a threat. Lions, tigers, unfriendly tribes, anything that could threaten our survival. Fight or flight, either way, we're designed to get over it quickly so we can get back to the resting and digesting. While this stress response has kept us alive in primitive times, in modern life, it has taken on a chronic aspect that can destroy our health. We are in the fight or flight response so much and not in the resting and digesting. You know, in that resting and digesting, that's where your hormones balance. You digest properly, you heal properly, you sleep properly, your immune system works best, you respond to pain properly, you thrive when we are balanced. When it gets stuck in that fight or flight, you don't heal right, your hormones give you fits, the digestive tract is irritable, and maybe even inflamed, you don't sleep right, your moods are off. You create inflammatory compounds that can cause cardiovascular disease and a whole bunch of other things, this and a host of other problems. So to balance that fight and flight and the resting and digesting, that means health. So let me ask you, what is your stress level? On a scale from one to 10, one, you're on vacation where somebody else is cooking and cleaning and there's nothing on your agenda and heck, maybe there's not even any cell service and there's nothing on your to-do list. Okay, or 10, where you didn't sleep well last night, you're scheduled back to back, you're running an hour behind, you had no breakfast, you forgot to pay the credit card bill last month, hardly had a bite for lunch, you've had coffee, the phone's ringing nonstop, your kids are in trouble, and your husband needs you. And oh gosh, no groceries in the refrigerator to fix dinner. I get it. In fact, the National Institute of Mental Health says stress may be brought on and prolonged by things like work and school and finances and family matters. So I guess that's life. There's no time to recover there and revert back to the resting and digesting. You're always in fight or flight, putting out all the fires, all the emergencies. The hormone associated with stress is the adrenal hormone cortisol. It makes us alert to danger. It also controls the sleep-wake cycle, that circadian rhythm, which means that when those levels are out of balance, you're not gonna sleep at right at night, or, or you're gonna feel fatigued throughout the day. You're gonna wake up tired. Naturally, cortisol secretion is supposed to be highest at sunrise. That helps you wake up. And you're gonna get several little bumps throughout the day, and then it starts to fall off, lowest at midnight or when the sun goes down, so that then melatonin can make you drowsy. 
If you've got dysregulated cortisol, melatonin will not work. If you've tried melatonin and it does nothing for you, you need to look at your cortisol. Cortisol also helps control the body's use of fats, proteins, and carbs, all the energy foods. It also suppresses inflammation like steroids, regulates blood pressure, regulates blood sugar, also can decrease bone formation. So you see how this can affect everything from weight gain to diabetes to osteoporosis and weight gain around the waistline waistline is associated with that cortisol dysregulation. When your body is on high alert, cortisol's taking the wheel. It can alter or shut down other functions that are just in the way to the emergency. So your digestive or reproductive systems, your immune system, even your growth processes take the back seat. Your body is in emergency mode and everything else is in the back seat. One example is menopausal women. Invariably, I have women come in right after Christmas with lots of hormone symptoms. They've had extra stressors over the holidays like lack of sleep, too much sugar and caffeine, added responsibility, financial concerns, overnight company, parties, and the body is just saying, to heck with estrogen, we need cortisol. Hormone hell. Same thing happened with COVID. So many stress symptoms and all the menopausal symptoms have skyrocketed. So got some questions to ask you. And I'm going to give you a little hint if you may have a cortisol problem. Is your blood pressure abnormally high or low? Mine used to be like 86 over 54. <laughs> Do you crave salt? Do you suffer from fatigue? Do you wake up tired? Do you experience afternoon yawning? Do you experience weakness or dizziness, especially if you get up too fast? Do you recover slowly from colds or infections? Is your circulation poor? Are your hands and feet really cold? Do you experience muscular or nervous system exhaustion? Do you have ligament weakness? It's always spraining your ankles or back. Do you wake up tired? Do you, are you prone to respiratory disorders like colds and asthma, bronchitis? Do you need to self-medicate with alcohol or drugs to relax? The answer is yes to four or more of these symptoms. You may have an imbalanced cortisol level. Don't worry, there's help. We're going to go through it. But those, those problems, the low-grade stress, you know, the cause of it may not be as clear-cut as you think. What you may think is normal for most people is maybe not so normal. You know, if you are constantly connected, like most of us are these days, too much screen time could be stressing you out. But everybody's in the same boat, so you think it's normal. Do you ever take time to unplug and just restore your peace of mind? Are you always listening to the news, politics, drama, social media, pressures of society, fear of missing out, FOMO? Or maybe you've got leaky gut. We did a whole webinar on leaky gut and how that produces compounds that can make your body feel those stress hormones. Or maybe you're just really hard on yourself. Maybe you're your own worst critic. You keep piling up additional stress. So maybe you need to practice some self-love instead. You know, my, my mantra, and I like this one, no competition, no comparison, no judgment. Stay in your own lane and just live a good life. 
So maybe you've got a lot of difficult people in your life. You know, if you're always around people that just make your stomach drop every time you see them, that's adding more stress and that's taking a toll on you. So consider maybe some lifestyle choices and ask yourself these questions. Have I been consuming too much caffeine, alcohol, sugar, or junk food? Have I been sleeping seven or eight hours every day? Have I been engaging in moderate exercise for 150 minutes a week or 20 to 30 minutes a day? Have I been eating enough greens and healthy food? Also, have I been putting others' needs before my own? If so, you could be contributing to chronic stress. There are what I call the basic rules of biology that you need to be aware of for health, vitality, and longevity. So if you answered yes to any one of those questions, you might want to consider some lifestyle adjustments. Often a person experiencing chronic stress is someone who's not able to see their way out of a miserable situation. Pressures from work, a bad living situation, childhood trauma can lead to chronic stress. And as these pressures are internalized, they're constant. In fact, one of the most dangerous aspects of chronic stress is that it becomes you know, your natural state, despite the havoc it's created in your body. You know, if, if you're asked if you're stressed, and you say no, not any more than anybody else, then it gets normal. Based on the research from the National Center of Biotechnology Information, all bodily systems can be affected by chronic stress. And if untreated, will ultimately manifest in illness because there is a bi-directional relationship between the mind, the mental stress, and the body. I say it's like an eight-lane highway going at the speed of light. Full body response. And the idea that the body and mind are separate is also 1970s. In other words, that stress is tied to the rest of your body and your overall health. I mean, depression and low energy, bipolar disorders, cognitive function, it can decrease the function of the hippocampus, where you got your memories, and the frontal lobe that helps with decision-making. So you've got confusion, you've got problems with decision-making, problems with concentration and memory from stress. Personality changes, I mean, when you're stressed, irritability, hostility, anger, frustration, and aggression. Boy, we've seen a lot of that in this last year. We've talked a lot about the chronic effects of stress now. So now let's switch gears and let's talk about how to relieve some of that stress without medication. All natural. It works. I've used all these tools and techniques. You know, I've had my share of stress too. So try them yourself. They're not going to change things overnight because with our neuroplasticity, we've gotten wired for stress. We've been stressing a long time. So we got to be persistent. Just don't stop. Just keep trying. So some of my favorite stress management techniques that you might want to try, and there are a lot of them, but I love breathing. You know, it's free. You can do it anywhere. I mean, every time you go to the bathroom, I say, take a minute and do some breathing. So there's this box breathing or five by five breathing where you inhale slowly for five seconds then you hold for another five, you exhale for five, and then you hold in the exhale for another five. Or 
You've got the four, eight breathing. And this is what I do more often than not, where you inhale slowly for four and you exhale for eight. You know, I used to do four, seven, and eight. You know, it really doesn't matter. Just slow, deep, mindful breathing. Often, every day, every night. I do that every time I want to fall asleep. I just start with the four and eight. Or you can do yoga. You can walk in nature. You can do meditation. You can do progressive relaxation. Some people find an exercise that is mindful, that helps them relax, swimming. Others find cooking. Anything that helps you focus on pleasant things. In fact, just writing down what you are grateful for is a tremendous way to manage stress. When you are in gratitude, you can't be stressed. Life seems pretty magical and blessed. So whatever you do, it needs to be frequent. And this is important because we're starting to rewire the brain to get unstuck from the chronic stress, that fight or flight, so our body can be more in the resting, in digesting mode, so it can heal, so the hormones can balance. Yeah, that's it all begins in the nervous system. So those techniques take time to learn. And I've found that most people who are in fight or flight can't even think about that. There's just too many emergencies. There's no time. So adaptogens to the rescue, those wonderful herbs that each have their own unique properties that help with specific types of stressors. So let's just look at a few here. Okay, ashwagandha. I love that word. But it's also called withania somniforans. One of my favorite, I take it daily. I started taking it before COVID in a blend I have, and I am so glad I did. It helped me to stay focused and centered and keep all those emotions balanced when life was getting just a little crazy. Ashwagandha translates into strength of a, a stallion or strength of a thousand horses. It is a powerful immune system support and a natural stress reliever. It relieves stress by helping to correct that hormone imbalance. And it can be physical or mental stress. In fact, research shows that it can reduce elevated cortisol by 30% or more. You know, that adrenal fatigue, that anxiety takes a physical toll so by reducing cortisol, it helps with that physiological stress. So also ashwagandha helps to balance blood sugar, blood pressure, reduces brain cell degeneration, helps cognition, thinking, reasoning, and even restores sex drive. So it's on one of my list of dailies to help me get to 100, know I'm there, and glad I'm there. So I have two formulas that I recommend, and I love them. They're by Standard Process, MediHerb, nobody does it better. First one is Ashwagandha Complex. Really good, especially if fatigue is part of the problem from adrenal kind of exhaustion, because it is it has an additional adaptogen, licorice root, that helps restore those adrenals quickly. The second one is ashwagandha forte, and that's the one I go to if blood pressure is also an issue. This is the one to use, okay? So another adaptogen, ginseng, Panax, Asian, or red ginseng. You know, ginseng is a slow-growing root that has been used for stress-related conditions for centuries. You see, 
When it grows, it even looks like a human form. So according to the National Center of Biotechnology Information, it's useful against anxiety, depression, prevention of stress-associated physiological diseases. So not only does it help balance reproductive hormones that bottom out if chronic stress is present, but it also supports adrenal fatigue. So it's also good for cognition. Panic ginseng has been shown to improve cognitive performance, maintain short-term memory, great for aging well. And for male energy, stamina, virility, I have a lot of construction workers who love it. I mean, there's other adaptogens. I love turmeric, maca, rhodiola, holy basil, licorice root. Ayurvedic medicine is full of so many safe, effective herbals that have been used for thousands of years because humans have been stressing for thousands of years. But I think we can learn a lot from history. Let's use the best of it to make this a better time. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, I post them on my website, debford.com, or you can go to wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and remember, don't stress, just do something really good for yourself.